This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. My worst date. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. And I sound like I'm coming to you through my nostrils because <laughs> I am. You are. <laughs> we are live inside of Cassie's nose. <laughs> oh, man. So you guys know I went and got my sinuses taken care of, which, um, yeah, it is gross. It's awful. I hated it. Um, but it was yeah, you a couple describing things. Describing it to me, yeah. I was like, no, I no, thank you. Yeah. This is why I don't go to the doctor ever. I'm like, please don't. But don't at do the that to end me. of this tunnel, I'm going to be able to breathe out of both nostrils, and that's really fucking exciting. Yes, yeah, it is. So it's worth it for sure. I had like a couple things done, right? So I had like this balloon that expands your sinuses and like Cassie clears had them a out. balloon in her I know. forehead. This is how serious things were. That's how serious. <laughs> I couldn't see it. So I was like, this is great. It, yeah. And it's also, it's not a child's party balloon. No, it's totally different. <laughs> it's a no, medical Christina. balloon. <laughs> they weren't just making like <laughs> balloon animals. Oh, God. Like, the oh, squeak. God. <laughs> Even the squeak of the balloon. Ugh, it's awful. But the sound that it makes inside of your fa- mm-hmm. head is awful as well. Mm-hmm. It literally is like a crackle and pop. So it's like, it's it just feel it just sounds like cartilage breaking oh, inside your head. Oh, do this to our listeners. Oh yeah, welcome. The visual, <laughs> image, the mental image. So then, also, I had like lasers inside my <laughs> my nostrils as well to like laser off like this area. Anyway, all of this so I could breathe, and that's uh, a very exciting prospect. But I have to tell you something I learned about myself. Yeah, and that is Chris came with me, and he was allowed to sit in the room. He was like, it was like for him, he was like watching Nova. Like he was like, this is fascinating. Oh, no, thank He's you. Just I'm like, like, I'll pick you up in two hours. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> like, Same. He's like, this is so cool. And and my doctor is like trying to tell me what they're going to do. And my husband's like, we please stop telling her what you're doing. And I was like, exactly. I oh, my God. Know. I really don't want to know. He's like, this is going to hurt. I'm like, please stop telling me that. Like, don't say I it might hurt. I've never heard a doctor say that. They're always oh. like, you're going to feel a little pressure. And I'm pain. like, yeah, pressure meets pain. Yeah, pressure <laughs> no, meets gonna pain. Hurt. Pressure and meet- don't even tell me that either. Like, I just, I will let you know if it hurts. And so that was the other thing. It was like, he kept saying, does this hurt? Is that hurt? Does this hurt? And I'm like, you'll know if it hurts. I was like, please stop asking me because every time you say, does it hurt? My mind goes, my, I should be should in hurt. It? I should be hurting. Am I hurting? <laughs> then I'm like thinking about my whole body. How does it feel? Am I hurting? <laughs> I mean, I actually, I, I would like to know if it is a painful procedure because on the other side of that, like we've discussed before about like IUDs and I actually saw a doctor talking about that and she was a female gynecologist and she said yeah we don't tell people because if people knew how much it hurt no one would do it yeah still fucking do it so painful you just gotta be up front I knew going in it was gonna be painful I yes that's fine I want to know I don't want you to lie to me and tell me like Mm. it's just a little pinch it's just a little pressure if it's actually going to be painful because I want to make an informed (laughs) decision about like what what I'm going in for you know what I mean so in that respect I'm with you but I I'm like yeah, I mean I more want, like as it's happening. And I don't want all of the details of yeah. of the procedure. Like I certainly don't want that. Like <laughs> I, I I'm good. Just tell me 
like give me the overview yeah. that's enough i don't need to know all the ins and outs like i trust you hopefully he you're on, my doctor he's full on narrating the entire oh, procedure wow. and i'm like he's like i'm not telling you i'm telling your husband so he knows what he's watching and i'm like ah, but i'm still here he doesn't need to know like chris doesn't need the chris was all about it step by step he might enjoy it that doesn't mean he needs to know i was just sitting there like holding myself as still as possible like literally just clenching my hands together Eyes closed, just water drooling out of them because I wasn't crying. It was just water just was rolling out of them. It was fine. <laughs> and um, just sweating my face off. I was oh, so hot. God. I like just sitting there sweating to death. Like, this is fine. Oh, my gosh. No, no. See, I'm one of those people. I'm like, you need to just just <laughs> take me out. Like, I mm. just I want to be under for absolutely. I don't care how minor for the procedure everything. is. Just put <laughs> yeah. me out. Just put me out. It's fine. Like, I don't want to be awake for this at all. Oh yeah. man, I'm I'm this I'm the same way. I I'm really don't I don't want to be awake. It, it's weird. It's a weird sensation when you're numb and you can uh-huh. feel things still going on in uh, your body. Yeah, it's the, weird. The only thing I ever had knock on wood because I haven't broken a bone or had any like major surgery. Yeah. I didn't even have to have my wisdom teeth taken out, so I've never had mm-hmm. to do anything like at all serious. But. I did when I was a kid, I had this like sore on the inside of my mouth that like would not go away. Cause you know, like sometimes like you a get canker like sore type a canker thing. sore, mm-hmm. right? But they go away like yeah. usually. And this, it was like months and it wouldn't go away. And so we went to the doctor and they were like, okay, we're going to need to like remove it and then we'll just stitch it back up <sighs> or whatever. And I was probably like eight or something like that. And I'd never had anything done before uh-huh. uh and i was like they're gonna put me under right because the idea oh, that you're going baby. to cut my mouth and then sew me Aww. up like with <laughs> so scary scary to me and so i remember like they took me back they put a um like a washcloth over my eyes Aww. and it was very weird because yeah i didn't feel anything they completely numbed the area it's very minor procedure yeah. but it was very weird to know that like People are in there doing stuff and you can hear them talking and they're like, pass me the scalpel, pass me the like, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, and by the way, you can still kind of see. It's not like, it's not like you're being, you're completely blindfolded. (laughs) Right, right. And you can feel it. Like the, just the, like when things are numb, that like, yes, the pressure, Mm -hmm. but you feel like it's the poking and pushing and you're like that. I don't love what that pressure feels like I, it feels like you're ripping my face off actually oh. a little bit you know oh my god <laughs> face off face <laughs> off exactly oh. this is a very special christmas episode yeah. <laughs> oh gosh yeah. oh god happy holidays bitches yeah hey. uh so hopefully next times uh you know in the in the new year hopefully i'll be healed by then and We'll, we'll find oh. out what my real voice sounds like when I can actually breathe. I know. I know. Wow. I know. It's amazing. As I sit here with my bloody tissue, I'm, <laughs> I apologize. Oh Looking God. like you got the black lung over there. I know. Just... I know. Like I just got the consumption. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you were a frail damsel <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a Dickens yes. movie. Yeah. Very much. Um, <sighs> okay. So I do think that we need to discuss this because it has been kind of everywhere. And I will say I I was very heated initially um are you talking about the shit that ben affleck said about jennifer garner yes okay okay i'm i don't know enough about this except that i saw that he did and then i saw that's not what he meant or said Uh, yes yeah so i did some deep 
digging. Mm-hmm. I read some CNN articles about this. Wow. Okay. okay. So, because I was, I was. Did your own research. Really annoyed. And like, <laughs> Lord, do not put me in a position to have to defend Ben Affleck. Like, right. I don't want to be this person. Right. Like, you don't want me to be this person. I don't, I don't want to be this person. But we got to do what we got to do. We got to do what we got What's right's right. That's right. And so the headline basically said that, <laughs> that, Ben Affleck was an alcoholic because he felt trapped in his marriage okay. and that if he was still married to Jennifer Gardner, he would probably still be an alcoholic. And that headline is real fucked up. And I texted is, you yeah. about it. Yeah. I was like, it sounds like he's blaming his alcoholism, something that he had well before. Well before her. Right. right. And after as well. You yeah. know, she helped him after they were That's they right. split to like get sober. Right. So I was like, that's really messed up that he would say that. But then I realized, like, I was like, oh, man, they really did take kind of like something out of context from a very long, like two hour conversation. Right. But I actually hate that. Yeah. And I actually think it's a far more interesting conversation because he does talk about how much he loves and respects Jennifer Gardner Mm -hmm. and like how well they get along and they Uh co-parent very well. But that the relationship just, it wasn't a working marriage for either of them. And so then I... There's a reason people get divorced. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean that like either party is like a bad person. Sometimes things just don't work out. Sometimes you're just not the best for each other. That's right? right. And so I did read a CNN article where it was an addiction expert talking about relationships and how relationships and addiction work and how oftentimes it's like a chicken or the egg situation when... Mm -hmm. When he says he felt trapped in the relationship and that's what like contributed to his alcoholism, I mean, that probably is true because when you're unhappy, sure. you you lean on coping mechanisms sure, that right. are unhealthy, right? That's and right. And so it's not Jennifer Gardner's fault for sure that his coping mechanism is was alcohol that, or whatever, right? right. So mm-hmm. I think it's actually a far more interesting conversation than just taking like the headline. The head- yeah. Yeah. I have to say, when I read that at first, my first gut reaction was like, oh, fuck, you. fuck him. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Because yeah. we all remember what Jennifer Garner did for him. Right. Like, yeah. seriously. But the, yeah, the basically what you said, A, like no good marriages and in divorce. So, mm. you know, I, I, I definitely have come to that. But I want to add something interesting to this conversation okay. in that I have been seeing on TikTok people talking about um, blind items and like oh um, yeah the mm-hmm. like PR oh relationships. yes I'm, I'm I'm on blind item TikTok as well oh yes. I don't know about oh, this mm, I don't it's know about this. so much so there's there's a lot of of evidence that this Ben Affleck Jennifer Lopez thing is a false flag relationship <laughs> mm-hmm. false that- flag. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people think that it's staged. A yeah. lot of people think that it's staged. A false flag, though, like that kind of like it's, <laughs> that description. It's so good. And I, I when I I watched this TikTok, I, I want to like, believe in love, but I'm I'm. Being oh yeah, convinced. no, it's a PR. It looks PR. It looks PR. It, looks PR. it is. And and I was like, I knew this. I knew this in my heart. I yeah. felt so validated. I was like, yeah. you're like, yeah. I told them, bitches. I <laughs> told them. Nope. I just kind of have a feeling of like. Sure, it is, but also too, I don't have the energy to, enough to care. True, also that. that it is. So, like for me, I'm just like, mm, okay, live your life, whatever. If it makes you feel good, great. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't have the energy to spend on whether it is or isn't real. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, same, like, same with, you know. Same with Pete Davidson and Kim sure. Kardashian. Like, it there's works. a ton of evidence to suggest that yeah. this is a PR relationship. Right. You know, especially in the wake of Astroworld and all of that stuff, all the heat that was on the Kardashian family after that, mm. that, like, that's part of what's going on here. But again, I don't care. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> do we Do we care, though? About whether or not Zendaya oh, is pregnant. Oh, of course I we care. I do not think she's pregnant. I don't think After she is I read the article, I was like, but at first I was like, oh, hey, what? Because so for initially, for anybody who's listening who hasn't seen, there was a lot of spin going around um, at the last uh, opening of the new Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland was saying that Short he, King, Tom Holland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like. I really I'm ready to, um, you know, kind of retire his character a little bit. He's also kind of just like, I'm ready to take a step back from my acting career. And I really want to become a dad. I want to look at my future. I want to look at, you know, being being a good father type thing. And it was just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, are you saying this because you is? I, I, the world, <laughs> it's not we don't live in a good enough world where. <laughs> Zendaya and Rihanna are pregnant <gasps> simultaneously. I oh. wish, and their little babies could be oh, like BFF. Oh my gosh, oh, so God. sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't think that she is, but it was cute to mm-hmm. hear him say. He seems so grounded, lovely, yeah. and so in love with her. Oh too. yeah, like it is so precious. And each other, like I yeah. think she's just oh, yeah. as into him oh, as yeah. he is yeah. in her, and I think it's so cute. I thought it was really sweet too because on the in the article I read, Tom Holland was saying that he's really excited to become a dad, and one of the reasons is because he had such a great role role model. He was talking about how amazing his own father was, and I was like, Aww. that's really special when you know that you've had you got somebody who's like, I can't wait to be a dad so that I can do the things my dad did. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed I, I, to like you know like, some people who are just like. Came from really awful situations, yeah. you know. And well, and I feel like it can go one of two ways, and I feel right. like we have an example of both of those in our friend group mm-hmm. right now, currently Absolutely. who have babies, where like you know one had a really horrible parental situation, That's right, and wanted to have her own family so that she could model a better, like start, have a start better, fresh. Yeah, yeah experience. Yeah. And then we have another who had a fantastic, wonderful, loving, supportive parents. And I think a big part of the reason why she wanted to have her own family was because she wanted to have that as well. Yeah. Like, you know, that wonderful thing that was modeled for her. Like, right. Well, so. and in that relationship in particular, the she had a really good relationship and had a really great role model situation. Her husband did not. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think it's been so special for him to be able to have that fresh start yeah. to to show almost prove to himself i think as well that you can like parenting is it's tough parenting is difficult but parenting's also spectacular and amazing for people who want to be parents and you know like it's also a really great rewarding thing and i think he's able to write his own you know, script for what that looks like. Yeah. And that's really exciting. I really love that we're having this conversation around the desire and not the Mm. expectation to have children. Like Mm -hmm. Tom Holland clearly desires to have children and desires to have a family. And those people always make the best parents. Of course. Like the people who like have made an informed decision because it's something they really want for their life where I feel like for so long it was just something that was very much expected of you to do. And then Mm -hmm. you end up being resentful or bitter or whatever yeah yeah. Yeah. you're just not equipped or whatever it is you know so i love that the culture is hopefully moving 
more in that direction. Well, yeah. I know that we've all had the conversation before about like just generationally, like the differences between like how our parents, our grandparents mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. like hitting those check marks. Like you, you get married or you go to college, you get married, you have like buy a house, you have a family, you retire. Mm-hmm. It's just like check marking your life off. And I think that we, you know, probably late Gen Xers, millennials and beyond have mm-hmm. been like, eh, there's so much more to life than. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And also the culture has shifted in such a way that a lot of those check <laughs> yeah, marks are not chicks. attainable. So like right. we had to restructure the way that we uh-huh. did things like. Can I tell you, I know that I've shared that I've been watching Hoarders, but <laughs> I had to stop because it was making me so angry that these people like own a house oh. and that's what they do to it. it like they off, fill it? it with like buckets shit. of shit and like dead fucking animals. And I'm like, really? <sighs> I can't get a fucking mortgage, but fucking this person that collects teddy bears, like 18,000 <laughs> teddy bears yeah. is allowed to have a house. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I you mean, know, and oftentimes and I think- they have like kids and stuff who would, who could take the house. Right. Yes. Like, they, and they won't give it up either. Right. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just can't understand that mentality. I think it's funny too, because, you know, we've for years been like, and and I'm not, not saying that this isn't true and accurate still, but it sucked to me a millennial because when you graduated college, you were literally hitting like a crisis. Imagine being Gen Z though. Not only are you coming out of college or of age when it's not the greatest time in the world, you have a shitty, you had a shitty ass president. Then we went into a fucking global pandemic for two years. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not negating or, or downplaying what the millennials went through. I'm just saying like, this fucking sucks too. This sucks all the way around and it's going to continue to suck until there's like some real structural change, which they're, Might I mean, not be, not to be. God, this is the most uplifting Christmas whew. episode we've ever had. Wow. I was just going to say. Happy now New Year's. Now we're, now we're, now we're okay, railing okay, against listen. capitalism. <laughs> How did we get here? Hi, this is an anti-capitalist podcast now. Okay, no, here, here. I'll get us back on track. Okay. Listen, okay. this is the last episode to come out before Christmas. Yeah. I was driving around with Anthony last night to mail some Christmas packages. Yeah. And we were listening to Christmas music and Carol of the Bells came on. Oh, and my God. that song, I was sitting there listening to it and I was like, and if you don't know, it's like, da, 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 right? So I'm listening to that song and I turned to Anthony and I was like, there is no reason for this song to go this hard. Like that is a Christmas song that is going so hard, like like cranked up to eleven. Yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. like the intensity. Yeah. Are you talking about the version that's like that orchestra yes, or whatever? Like bells. Bells. No, no, and it's, it's like the one with the orchestra. It's yeah. like transcendental or something. Yeah, whatever like that, that whatever is. Whatever that is. Trans Siberian Orchestra yes, yes. or whatever. Yes. And there's like literally yeah, like the metal version yeah. of Carol of the Bells. It is so hard that yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, like Christmas doesn't need to go this hard. And so it made me think, I was like, it's been a while since we have Fuck, Mary killed something that wasn't people. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yes. And we should fuck, Mary kill 
Christmas songs. Okay. Uh, Amazing. Because that's a particular type of person. Like Mm. that specific version of Carol Mm. of the Bells. What kind of human being would that be? Uh, (laughs) It it is the rock. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really, it yeah. really is. It or yeah, definitely. It's definitely a, re- a like pro wrestler <laughs> yes. for sure, or a tattoo artist. One of the two. Exactly. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. Uh. I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with uh. Santa baby. Oh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> the um, well, then I'm gonna do the ubiquitous. All I went for Christmas is you. Oh. Oh no. Hey. Okay. It's got to be awful. It's got to be. This is this is great. So we have to people these. We have All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. We've got Santa Baby, who's Marilyn Monroe. No. It's not Marilyn Monroe, but it's, yeah. I mean, all of the versions are yeah. very, like, breathy. Yeah. Sexy. Sexy baby. Yeah. Um, sounding. Yeah. Our favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A sexy baby. And then Metal Christmas. And then Metal Metal Christmas. Bells. <laughs> metal Christmas, who definitely does, like, extreme sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's full of adventures. <laughs> oh my god, uh, you definitely are going kayaking. Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. I think I have to marry this guy. I'm not gonna lie. He sounds so fun. He sounds fun. He does sound like he might like jackhammer like in bed. Oh, true. He also does sound like he might be like that family that gets up and. Oh yeah, like oh they're oh, running. They're he's... running triath. They're doing triathlons. They're <laughs> he oh. drinks Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Only at Christmas, though, because it's red. <laughs> Otherwise, it's straight Mountain Dew. That's yeah. Like, I feel like he, of the these three, like, he drinks, like, really strong eggnog, like, with, mm. like, a lot of I just whiskey. see John Cena. You know? Totally. <laughs> John Cena. Absolutely. I love John Cena, though. That song doesn't, I, I will tell you my, my worry about this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, this there fictional worries, person I think. Yeah. of yeah. Carol of the Bells. Uh-huh. That song does not have a sense of humor. I about was just going to say it. The things that we've already said that they... It takes itself very seriously. It, yes. A and little that, too that's serious. kind of what I was thinking when you said The Rock or John Cena. Like yeah. when I was listening to it yesterday, it almost felt like it... I feel that composer, like or mm. the conductor. Like when mm. I'm listening to that song, I can just see in my head this conductor going absolutely fucking ham. And so it always just makes me think of like, like you're a little academic, right? Mm. But you think that you know it more than everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah, you're like a little touch like, of that. Google it. Look it up. Look it yeah. up. Do your research. Do your research. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah, you guys are like ruining Car- them. I do feel like Carol the Bell's, like, while fun, could be a little mansplaining. Yeah. Oh, you know, absolutely. And, totally. and I don't know. I don't know. You're right. Carol the Bell's is mansplaining. Yeah. But uh, also. But like, Santa baby. Fucking oh. God. Oh. No, you can't marry that energy No, either. I can't even fuck that energy. It's so gross. Yeah. It's me. not my jam. No, it's very, very much a, like. Seems like somebody that can't do for themselves. Ugh, you know what I mean? It's like, and doesn't want to. And doesn't either. want to. Yeah. yeah. You're going to take care of me, Santa yeah. baby. Oh, I hate that. Ugh. You know what's worse than baby voice? Baby voice with what also sounds like it might be a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it added to it. Honestly. it. <laughs> I think you got to marry All I Want for Christmas is You. It's Ugh. steady. They it's make a very they, steady, it's very financially reliable. stable. It is financially stable <laughs> for yes. sure. Uh, definitely reliable. reliable. Ha- there's a sense of humor and playfulness. Highs about and it. lows. Highs and lows. The only it hits all thing, the notes. The if you know what I mean. The only thing about all I want for Christmas is you is 
it's really for everybody and it will get around. It, look, it might be an open marriage situation. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a person that needs attention mm, for yeah. sure. Like that oh, person yeah. needs to be attended I to. Can't, um, I can't. You're nope. It's mouth. You already said things <laughs> I hate so much right now. This is a really tough one. This. It's it's hard. Yeah. I think I've decided. Okay. I am going to I'm gonna marry hardcore. Carol of the Bells. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, kayaking is fun. Yeah, it is. Rock yeah. climbing. Love it. And Men. listen, he's really passionate. Yes. <laughs> really yeah. intense. And that could be that could be fun. That could yeah. be good. I like people that are ambitious and passionate and I also feel like everything. he would defend you. Like yes. Carol the Bells has your back. Like yeah. well, he yeah. might he might mansplain to you sometimes, and that is annoying as fuck. Yeah. But, but I, I do th- feel like if someone else tried to mansplain to you in his presence. He not on his watch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> not on his watch. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to marry hardcore Carol of the Bells. Um and I'm going to I'm going to fuck all I want for Christmas is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's been it's around. It has. It's okay. It's, it's experience. We we like it's, a slut on this podcast. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm for it. We don't slut shame. We slut all. we slut pride. Yeah. Yes. Slut, slut praise. Indeed. Slut praise. <laughs> indeed. And That's the name of the episode. It's slut praise. <laughs> slut praising. Merry Christmas. but yeah it's it's to me i'm like you know it'll be fun it'll be a fun fun night Mm -hmm. a lot of she knows all the tricks sparkles yeah yeah high heels Mm. like oh yeah stockings Mm, sexy Mm -hmm. i do think it it'll be sexy fun times yeah all i want for christmas that song is gonna hang your stockings with care huh (laughs) Eh, eh. that's right you know what i mean uh okay i mean i do know that i have to kill santa baby like Ugh. i just i can't the the sexy baby energy we we slept praise on this podcast and i'm like do do but we baby shame what you do but like the i don't like that like sexy baby trope and i feel like that song embodies that more than maybe any other song yeah um, right. to ever exist yeah. and so i have to kill it mm-hmm. with fire Mm-hmm. Um and the other two. Oh, okay. Ah, I don't know. Okay, here's here's where I'm at because all I want for Christmas is you is fun. Yeah, and I'm like, I that feel like it's gonna that, be such a yeah. fun time. I feel like that's your your match. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go that way just because I'm just like, oh man. Like I think that extreme sports, Carol the Bells is gonna be like so. <laughs> and i actually think like you married creed (laughs) (laughs) takes itself way too fucking serious (laughs) (laughs) we already know how she feels about nickelback we do (laughs) stan (laughs) uh but i i i think that that carol of the bells is gonna be like fine like i actually think that we could totally be friends like and he'd be cool and i would love to go rock climbing with carol the bells mm-hmm. i think like if i'm trying to get out there and like like get my extreme sports on like that's, right. that's the person i want to be with and i will listen to carol the bells while we're kayaking because i feel like that would be a very intense Motiv- it motivating really experience <laughs> no reason to go that hard For christmas i'm like <laughs> no. there's no reason um but i do think i, I, I I'm going to marry all I want for Christmas is you. I realize it may be a bad decision just because like that You're song a praise is praise heavy person though. You could put up with somebody who needs a lot of like pats on the back. Yeah, that's true. I feel like yeah. I could, I could manage and it would be fun and it would, we'd share a closet. Yeah. Which I love like mm. so many high heels. Mm. Like, oh yeah. I think 
it would be a good time. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. I I I I I am going to marry the metal carol of the bells. Mm-hmm. Um it just it is the right <laughs> move for me. I mm-hmm. I love the extreme sports and just as you can put up with probably dealing with somebody who's trying to needs a lot of attention. attention. I yeah. cannot. Yeah. I it, nothing. There's like very little that annoys me more than people who are insecure. Insecure needy and in and that needy way. Needy and yeah, I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Um so yeah, that, Santa that Baby to is me, out, out for but, you too. Yeah, Santa Baby is <laughs> a dunzo Washington for me. Um I'm going to fuck all oh, over for Christmas, Christmas because it makes sense. It's definitely sexy. Yeah. It's se- way sexier. I'm definitely attracted to it at least. Yeah. yeah. And that's saying something. That's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, I mean, metal, metal carol the bells. The thing about the mansplaining is I feel like what I can I can what I I, you know I'm not a misfixer. I don't like to fix things, but I do feel like with Mr. Mansplain, it's not going to last very long with me. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't see that lasting very long. And I'm like, you need to John Cena up he's real quick. Going to have to develop a sense of humor very quickly. Yeah, hang out yeah. With you. I think That's that right you would put him in his place pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which you know, maybe he's into that. And Honestly, maybe, like huh? maybe that yeah. he's like, I've just been waiting for somebody to and put me in my place. I've been waiting. <laughs> I love that. I love when we get to do these inanimate <laughs> objects. That was a good one. Well, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Yeah. yeah. All right. And we're back. All right, Christina. I'm already you laughing. Are, you are, look gleeful right now. I'm, I'm excited. Very, I'm very exciting. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I found this story on Reddit. It said, this is quite possibly the worst Christmas gift ever. Mm. Okay. My partner is a shitty gifter. <laughs> oh, I love it. All who have been gifted by him knows this. We avoid <laughs> giving shitty gifts by asking people exactly what mm. they want or else they get something like chocolates or a gift card. Well, yeah, just give money at that point. I'm like, if you know you're really bad at giving gifts, like I've never been offended when someone has given me money. Like I'm never. like, this no, is never. Great. Thank it's you. Always. Very, always fits. Very yeah. appreciated. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, I asked for specific manicure things like gel polish and whatnot. It's on an Amazon <laughs> wish list. You add it to your fucking cart. It it's easy oh. as shit. Click on the link. You click on the link. Bye now. He bought me. Oh, no. <laughs> fucking altar bread. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the little Jesus crackers no. you no. get when you go to that church. Taste- <laughs> Tastes like styrofoam. Oh. The fucking Eucharist, guys. Oh, no. The body of Christ. Wait, what? The body of Christ. How? What in the actual fuck am I going to do with that? It's like 400 <laughs> crackers. You know it comes in like such bulk because it's for an entire congregation, too. Like it's like, <gasps> oh my God. I don't even have a communion. So he knows I don't get them when I rarely go to church. Here's a link if you don't know what I'm talking about. Why? Altar bread, white host, cross design box of a thousand. A thousand! How? How did this Why? happen? I'm absolutely furious. How? I'm at a loss for words. And yes, it really is my Christmas gift. How? Because I saw a payment for something in my email. It's my account. But I haven't purchased anything in the past few days. Partner said, don't look at it. It's your Christmas gift. No. Why? What if it's a joke? I hope. I pray. I hope. He doesn't even know I know yet. I can't even right you, now. I I'm need like, to know what oh, the explanation is. It has to be a joke. It I hope so. Be. I People in Reddit were calling them Jesus. 
Jesus! Oh. Yes! <laughs> I was like, that's fucking terrible. Oh, it's so weird. What? <laughs> A strange <laughs> Christmas. Jesus! They don't even taste good. No. Like, I could be convinced if they were like delicious. Listen, when I was a kid, I thought they tasted delicious with grape oh. juice. Mm. Oh, I, I. Well, OK, I didn't grow up Catholic, so I, I never <laughs> had those in my church. In my church, they wanted like they were like, you better come take communion because it was. Yeah, they gave us sweet Hawaiian bread. Mm. It was like sweet, that sweet Hawaiian bread. And then you dipped it in the... You got actual bread? Oh, I got sweet Hawaiian bread that I dipped into grape juice, which was delicious. Oh, my goodness. That's no, that is not our experience. No. First of all, we had wine as yeah. kids. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, that, wine's the, fine. The Eucharist cracker was awful. A cracker, yeah. It was It was like, it's, it's like a styrofoam. wafer. It's yeah, like a styrofoam wafer. I had it for the first time when I went to church with my Catholic friend and I was like, which by the way, I wasn't supposed to take communion. No, didn't definitely know. not supposed to take communion. Didn't know. Uh, but yeah, it. I was like, this is terrible. I was like, you guys are really getting ripped off over here. Like I yeah. have... You have, I have bread. King's Hawaiian bread at my church. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my gosh. That's wow. funny. Okay, so this came from a uh, Reddit thread that was actually sent to us by a listener. So thank you, Amber, for sending us this this Reddit thread. I spent way too much time going through it and looking at it, but it was basically a, a Reddit thread of um, reasons why they didn't get a second date. Ooh. Which, pretty good. So this user says, my time to shine. Oh, great. <laughs> Went on a date with the guy who I have dubbed PowerPoint guy. Oh, <laughs> no. Can't he, wait. He arrived at our first date, coffee, with a literal presentation. Huh, I'm sorry, what? Of non-negotiable demands he required from a future partner. No. He came with a laptop to a coffee house. I'm sorry. That's strong Capricorn energy. <laughs> that is Virgo. Or Virgo. Organized. Yes. Very, definitely. very Virgo energy, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Including, but not limited to, must be a housewife. Uh, Oh, already out, bruh. Bye. This one. Produce him two boys and a girl in that order, gender specified. Well, it's not up to me, sir. That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. Well, I fucking hate this motherfucker Mm -hmm. so much right Mm -hmm. now. Not work or desire a career. Move 500 miles away to live on an acreage in his parents' house, like with them also living there. Oh, boy. You guys are going to love my tainted love. Because that is literally this motherfucker. Oh, my God. It's this guy. It's this guy. It's this guy. Oh, goody. It's this guy. I hate it. Not have any male friends. Okay. But he also wanted someone who is open to sleeping with whoever he chose so he could watch. First date at a coffee house with a PowerPoint. I want to know what the image was that he selected for that <laughs> slide. <laughs> I need to see the TikTok immediately. Yes. I fucking hate. It. I know. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm really, really angry. I'm like putting myself in her shoes. Like I, if somebody was telling me this stuff. Audacity. I would have started, started laughing. laughing. I was like, there's no, there's no way this is real. This is a joke. It's right? a joke. Obviously. It's Am a I on punked? Where's Astrid Kutcher? Right. Like immediately. Yeah. But you know what? As we've said before, like sometimes it's like it's like why when something is like a dangerous color, you know what I mean? When you're just like, oh, now I know like to stay away right. from this. Like, I'm glad you just came out like out the gate with right. something. Exactly. I burn, burn, touched hot stove. Yeah. Hot stove so is hot. I Learned. can just walk away because yep. 
red flags immediately. Um, the list goes on. He didn't ask me a single question about my life or interests. Just spat out this list of stuff and talked about himself for two hours. How are you there for two hours, bro? Exactly. Bruh? At which point I politely bailed. I'm like, you, that's fuck. Yeah, no. Twenty minutes. Yeah. I'd be like, you're. I'm. I'm sorry. I really feel per, Half an hour per your PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. I just am not. It's I'm not, not going to work not out. It's not gonna a work. fit, bro. No, 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 no. Um, makes me think of. I think it was the last episode, Keegan. You were talking <laughs> about like, um, men who who don't like women. They like yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Women's anatomy. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't like women. Yeah, mm-hmm. very clearly. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. yeah, and this is one of those There's, people. That's one of those those mm-hmm. people. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like loves the anatomy, but no, Does, that's that's some yeah. fucking want to treat you like a right human. There. Yeah, Ugh. Ugh. wow, burn it down. Well, I fucking hate that. Sorry. All right, next. Uh, so, um, I got this from Reddit as well. It says I was living in the UK at the time. I went out with an intern from work who was a solid nine ten. First of all, that's your problem right there. You <laughs> don't go for tens. I am not the yin yang twins. I am not looking for a dime that's top of the oh, line. No, no. <laughs> I'm looking for like I'm looking for like a solid like seven. six, seven. Yeah, yeah. Who knows where my clit is? Like and you know even what I mean? That's asking for like, yeah. A lot. I know. Really, I know. That's yeah. practically a ten. Really, yeah. It, it is. really is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, it just you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, we we told those stories a couple weeks ago, I think, where they were like, he was rubbing my pelvic bone. I got just, <laughs> just like I said, a seven. Yeah, we're good. Finds the clit. Yeah, and then also, like, doesn't try to, like, rub it off. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. It's, you're not winning awards. No. It's not a scratcher. It's not a scratcher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. Why do you have a penny down there, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Uh, we went to a cheap enough restaurant, then on to bowling. I hate this date already. A cheap <laughs> restaurant and then bowling. No, thank you. <laughs> you hate bowling. I though. hate bowling. Yeah, yeah sorry. Well, That's a me thing. I know. Especially now. It's like during the COVID yeah. city. Yeah. I know. Because I like oh. bowling, but yeah, I can't I can't stick my, my <laughs> fingers in other people's finger holes. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Not anymore. Said. Not anymore. The bowling is gone now. It does not yeah. exist. Mm-mm. Especially because, you know, all bowling food, like bowling alley food is Ugh. all like C-grade. All of it. Oh, Like oh, that nacho sure. cheese has been sitting in that There's vat botulism. for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is straight up hantavirus and botulism. Oh. And before cheese. we just ate it up. Just num, 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 num. <laughs> I'm a very social, uh, socially aware guy. So believe me when I tell you that I was 100% getting, quote, do me vibes from her. She was dressed to the nines with a nice amount of skin to sh- on show. I was thinking of all the Christmases I had come together. I even went as far as to text my flatmate to buckle up and put in the earplugs. Oh. Our flat had paper thin walls. Consider it, I guess. That's (laughs) Presumptuous, but consider it. Presumptuous, yes. She's sitting beside me rubbing my thigh, and I'm thinking to myself that I'm going to write her like Seabiscuit when she makes her move. (laughs) (laughs) Alas, not the move I was anticipating. Is there room in your life for Jesus Christ? No. Flirty fish. Me. <laughs> yeah, good one. This... Like I bought you this hollow box of Eucharist. <laughs> <laughs> this was greeted with a deadpan stare. If you're if you're ever in the UK, you will notice that they are not religious people at all. So it was 
Uh, she, but she was a recruiter for a local Christian sect, a cult even. Yep, there you go. I got the fuck out of there like my arse was scolded. Yep. Worst part, my flatmate and friends knew. Aww. This sect was notorious. And we've talked about that before. Like you went on a date with a 10 and it was like. He was so hot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so hot. He did the same thing. Yeah. Can't, they can't be trusted. No. That's what I'm saying. You don't go for the 10. You're too hot. <laughs> <laughs> too hot to go for a 10. Something's wrong with you. Wow. Well, this Christmas episode is really something, guys. <laughs> it's uh, It's all over the place. I love it. I love it. We're moving in a new direction, moving forward and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria. And our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices. As we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at Altria.com. I have the tainted love this week and... This is another snapped episode. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. This one, I felt like um, I'm doing it, and I'll explain my reason for doing it for this specific Christmas episode. Okay. When uh, when we get to the end, but I think you guys will pick it up. Um. All right. Let's... It happened on December 24th. No. <laughs> there you go. There you oh, go. that's it. <laughs> okay. July 18th, 1998. Daniel Carlson makes a frantic 911 call from his mobile home in rural Kapowson, Washington. He had come home from work to find his wife lying on the sofa, shot dead. Now, police arrive to a very odd scene. I know that story. Yeah, I know that story. They enter the house to a porno movie mm-hmm. playing on the TV, and Lisa's body is lying back on the couch her sweatpants are down around her ankles and there is a vibrator. Yeah, it's it's bad. And it it's on and they're like, um, what is going on here? The house is completely ransacked. They immediately turn to Daniel. They're like, mm, hi. Uh, yeah. What is going on here? And he says, like, he had been at work. Like he had had literally just got home, literally just got home because his mother called him at work and was like, hey, your twin boys who were three years old at the time showed up at my house without Lisa and I can't get a hold of her. Like, what the hell? So he had just come home from work. And so they're like, "Okay, well, that's weird. Where's your mom's house? It's 100 yards away from them. So they live on a mobile home. Okay. On I mean, their parents' property. Seems kind of odd that the mother-in-law didn't just go over there. Like, you're close. That's the next question. We'll get into the reason why why she did not go over there. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, police then speak with Carol Carlson, Daniel's mother. Number one question, why did she not go over to Lisa's house to check? Knock on the doors. It was... Carol said she figured Lisa was asleep and had called a couple of times to get her to wake up, but did not stop by there as there was tension between her and Lisa and she didn't want to cause a problem. So 
Lisa Carlson, born Lisa Dom, worked in nursing in Tacoma, Washington, and that's where she met shy, introverted Daniel, who's working there with his mother and father. Lisa was outgoing and funny with a quick wit, and within six months, the pair were married and renting a small home outside quick, Tacoma. Quick question. Yeah. The, all three people work at the same place? Yep. Mom, dad, mm-hmm. and It's a family son. business. But it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, it's hospital. Not, it's a oh. hospital. Yeah, they all work <laughs> Sorry, there. Sorry, I tuned that well, out. That's weird. Sometimes in a small town, like, okay. well, Tacoma is not small, though. It's not. But- I will say, like, in smaller towns, like, the hospital or the jail or the sure. Walmart is okay. going to be the main employer. And, like, everybody in a small town will work at that That's thing. a lot of concentrated yeah. family time. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. you live on the same plot of land. You work in the same place. That's a lot of time with your parents. Like, I, I, I love my parents, but that's a lot of yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So... They're six months, they're married, they're renting a small home outside Tacoma, and Dan's childhood friend, Sean McKillop, often drops by to hang out. Things seemed perfect until the twins were born. Childcare's no joke in this mm-hmm. country. Um, to our uh, foreign listeners, we don't have, like, anything, <laughs> no, basically. Like, uh, honestly, it is so scary. Like, the prospect of having a child is so scary because of that. Because it's like, I know people who work just to pay for their childcare. Exactly. Like, it's it's so insane. It's like, ugh. And what's messed up is because they had twins, that's, that's double, doubled. double oh. the cost. It just doesn't make sense for Lisa to work. They would have actually lost money having right. to pay for exactly. childcare. Yeah, and that's so sad, too, because it does force a lot of parents usually the mother out of the workforce because it doesn't make financial sense again like if you're going to work and your work is just covering childcare, mm-hmm. it's like, what's the point well, when you could just be, you know? Yeah, we've seen that in the past couple of years yeah. with the pandemic, the amount of women that have had to drop out of the workforce because childcare yeah. is such an issue. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's really awful. I will say once again, though, it just happened recently to me. We were, we were at dinner. Who said it? I feel like you guys were there. And somebody was, oh, no, it wasn't. It was a work thing that I was out. And somebody was like, uh, I used to talk about how I used to travel all the time for work. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, my gosh, you watched your kids while you were. I was like, well, they have these other things called parents as yeah. well that are yeah. father. father. That, yeah. that, was heard of this. that was with us. Cause was it? We were at dinner and they our friend, um, that's something that like her mother-in-law said. Like, oh, it's so nice that. Mike is watching the kids or whatever. Oh, right, 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 And or watching yes, yes, your yes, son. Yes. And she's like, yeah, he's, it, it's not, it's he's not, not babysitting. Yeah. It's, he's, he's a, a parent. parent. Yeah. He's a yeah. father. It's like, so funny because that literally just happened though at my work yeah. party too. Somebody literally asked me that question. I was like, that's so funny because I literally told them the same story, which was I had a coworker who had four children under the age of 10 and no one asked him. Not ever once. Mm, how no do you, one how asked. How do you balance? Who, who watches your kids while you're gone? Who the fuck do you think watches <laughs> It's, they yeah. just don't. Oh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, but yes. moms don't need to work because they are caretakers. Anyway. Right. So the other option was that they had to live on just Dan's salary, which isn't cutting it either. And it's not long before the young family is strapped for cash. Now, Dan's parents actually have an easy solution. They are living in the country in that rural Kapausen, that town that's like an hour and a half away. 
they were like, you can come put a mobile home on the property so that the young couple could save on rent and babysit them to get them out of the hole, take take the pressure mm-hmm. off. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a great plan at the it time, does. for yeah. sure. Like, if you're in that situation, would I would have probably, done the like, same. hell yeah. 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 Great. You're, thank you. Things are, like, dire. Like, you've got two young kids. Yeah. you got to do, you know, and Lisa loves Tacoma. You know, she loves kind of, like, this a city life. Yeah, but for but, a couple years. Yeah, yeah you, you got to get, get on your what you got to do. So, they, she agrees the spring of 1998, they move into a tiny house right next to Carol's. So, like I said, police are so confused by the scene. The 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 body, yeah. it's the ransacking. They're trying to figure out. Daniel has an alibi. Carol's story makes sense. They're like, okay. So they find three twenty-two caliber casings, but no murder weapon. No suspicious fingerprints or DNA or signs of forced entry. A house ransacked, but nothing missing. First of Which, all, why, okay. why so many of why? those stories? Just take, take something. something. <laughs> Anything. Take it. Take it and hide it. Take it and bury it in the backyard. Throw it in a lake. Whatever. But it's like always. Yeah, people not are like, trying to give you any not tips, even, but doing I, I really the feel least. like, yeah, doing the least. Everyone always messes up. They're like, oh, it must have been a burglary. It's like you can't just dump out drawers and yeah, say, you got to take some high <laughs> price items. Burglary is actually a theft of things, not just a ransacking, ransacking of things. Who goes into someone's house and just like, I'm just going to open all the drawers and take out all the clothes. Like, no one would, why? No, no. That's not how this works. So, um, finally, a CSI person also tells the detective, like, okay, this is not how, because she had been shot, but that's not how she was. The, this body has been posed. Mm-hmm. And the way her body was placed in such a compromising mm-hmm. position was a super red flag that says Feels humiliation, yeah, yep. very degradation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a strange burglar wouldn't take the time to do this. But Daniel's alibi is rock solid, so police are stymied. So what is going on here? Now, going back in time, Carol is super thrilled when they first move in a few months ago because they just moved in. Hmm. This happened in July of 1998, her murder. They moved in in the spring. Oh, wow. Like two months. Timeline is V short. Yeah. Yeah. Carol's super thrilled to have the grandbaby so close, as well as her son Uh back under her care. In fact, he's not back under your care. He's an adult man who's living on your property in his own home with his own family. Well, when it's time to eat, Dan would go over to his mother's where she would prepare his lunch for him even cutting the crusts off Get the sandwiches the out just of like here. he likes. Is this an adult we're talking about? <laughs> he would come home from work and Lisa, who's still not working, is taking care of the kids all day. He would like drop his shit off and go and hang out no. with his mom and dad. No. Okay. So here's. Mm, okay. I. Mm. How do you feel about this? I have thoughts. Yeah. Let's hear I have him. Lots of thoughts. Having an adult son who's 24, who's living at home currently, ask me how many times I've made him a sandwich since he's... You're an adult. Yeah, yeah. you can make it Guess make what? yourself. There's food. Go make it. Mm-hmm. In fact, he made me dinner last night because oh, I was that's sick. Sweet. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just... Look, the thing is, yeah, your family... If my family's here, like, I'll cook dinner. Like, if I offer to make you a They're sandwich, visiting. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm making stuff. Or even, you know, whatever. If I'd be like, hey, I'm making something. Do you want something? Because I'm already in the kitchen or whatever, like that's fine. But it's the expectation of like, it's the expectation of it every day. It's well, being 
treated mm. like an actual child when you're an adult. Like, the other thing that I think of, I'm like, okay, I'm Lisa. Whirlwind romance, like six months and then getting married, having these twins, having serious financial issues, yeah. having to move to a place where I'm by myself Odd man out. all fucking yeah. day. Yeah. Take care of these kids. Nothing to do. And then you're just going to go yeah. and hang out. No. Like, I'm not. No. And his mom should tell him that as well. Like your mommy loves your this. mom should say like, hey, y- y- you need to go support your wife and be with your children. Like it's such a weird. Oh, it's so fucking weird. It's very, very weird. And we're getting weirder because Carol also likes to drop by unannounced all the time. So that's Lisa's only break from watching the kids or doing anything is her mother-in-law just stopping by unannounced. Carol takes to calling the kids her babies, which sets Lisa off. She tries to set up healthy boundaries with her mother-in-law, but they're promptly broken. When Lisa doesn't answer the door, her mother-in-law will peek in the windows. This sounds like everybody loves Raymond. That's what this sounds like. Oh, and and honestly, everybody loves Raymond. Toxic. Very toxic. Look, I have seen that show so many times because it was one of those that I would just like put on like when I'm doing stuff or whatever because it's just like a standard sitcom. But... The number of times, I can't believe Anthony would watch it with me by the end because, like, the number of times I would pause it and be like, this is some bullshit. Like, you can't, yeah, there's no healthy boundaries in that show at all. It's really, it's, it's the same. Deeply, it's just like this. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ugh. So, Carol also has very strong opinions on how the boys should be raised and why Lisa's doing it all wrong. <laughs> I'm like, my head is on fire right I now. I know. I'm just like. And you would feel so trapped in this situation because you don't have other options. And she knows that. Yeah. The, the mother-in-law knows that. Yeah. She knows she's it. She's got her cornered. That's got her awful. cornered. And Lisa definitely feels like she's the odd man out. Um, even worse, she begins to discover exactly where the money troubles are coming from. Dan frequently spends a ton of money on lottery tickets. What? And has opened a ton of credit cards that Lisa didn't know about. What? Yeah. So they're they're even more financially strapped than she had originally realized when they were in a bad position and they had to move. She finds out exactly how bad things actually are. They're forced. Lottery tickets. Yeah. That's not the solution. Fucking scratchers. (laughs) (laughs) My fury right now. Cassie's triggered on every level. This is so, so much where I'm just like, you know, it's a story about family. It's family for the holidays. Oh, God. (laughs) Just in time. We're triggering all of our listeners just before they have to go spend time with their in-laws. Exactly. Good luck. Happy holidays. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So they're forced to begin the process of declaring bankruptcy. And Lisa is just done with this mama's boy. She Mm. is Fucking had it, especially when talks about their finances begin to get physical. <gasps> Lacking the resources, they agree to continue living together, but to separate. You know, once the bankruptcy is done, so is the marriage. It only took two months from their move in, but Dan's on the couch Jeez, now. Two months. Damn. Right. The only bright spot in Lisa's life is when their friend from Tacoma, Sean, comes to visit. He visits often. Whenever Dan is working, which drives Dan's parents like over, like you can't, Mm -hmm. 
They are so angry about this. They feel justified now to start watching her and telling Dan exactly what they see, which he's aware of. He knows his marriage is over. He also knows that Lisa and Sean have begun seeing each other. Like, get a life, parents. Like, Honestly. get a life. Like, get some hobbies. Yeah, well, Please, their hobbies are their you. son. Yeah. It, it is so is unhealthy. The hobby. One yeah. hobby. One hobby. That's it. Dan. That's <laughs> Dan. Oh. Dan. <laughs> get a hobby. I got one. It's Dan. So basically, like, they they start watching her, all this stuff. So one time Sean comes over and he's just doing laundry. And like the twins are home and stuff. And Lisa and Dan have this agreement, like, yes, I do know that you're dating Sean. Can you not be physical with him in the house? So if you're going to do that, like do that over at Sean's place, which is reasonable. an acceptable, that's reasonable, reasonable mm-hmm. thing. And so she's like, yeah, that's fair. Sean's doing laundry. They're hanging out with the twins and everything like that. Carol bursts in the door, screaming at her, calling her all kinds of names. That's what in of front thing. of her children, in front of her children. And so they finally get Carol out. Lisa's like shaken. In through the door bus, Daryl. Yes, that's right. Carol and Daryl. Daryl oh. is her husband. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so now Daryl comes in and he's like screaming at her, like, how dare you cheat on my son? And he's okay. like blind fury. Try to choke Lisa. Okay. Sean finally gets him off and it's like it clears for him. He's like, wait, you guys are dressed? is what Daryl says. And that's when Lisa and Sean realized that Carol had told Daryl like that Lisa and Sean were basically like doing it. And Daryl came to defend his son's honor. Okay. Well, first of all, shouldn't have done that anyway. Right. Yeah. So they do, they call the police and the police take Daryl off the property. He spends the weekend in jail. Lisa declines to press charges. However, does file a restraining order against Daryl And this is leading up to we're really close to like the murder now. This is where this is why Carol and Daryl aren't going to check on Lisa. They're using that as an excuse. You have a restraining order against us. I can't even go to the house. I can't even go to the house. She won't even let me in the house. So an uneasy truce settles over the property. The in-laws wouldn't come over when Lisa was home. When Lisa was home, Dan was at work. When Dan was at home, Lisa left. So police remembering that violent assault, they check out Daryl's alibi. It's also solid. He was at work. And Carol's story makes sense of why she didn't go over there and check it out. And there are messages on the answering machine confirming her story that she called. And she's like, wake up. Like, the kids just came over here. Like, blah, blah, blah. They also get reports from the family that there was a strange white van in the area and investigate strange white van. Always, 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 always. They also speak with Sean who had seen her that day and asked to see his guns in order to clear him. And they execute a search warrant on Daryl and Carol Carlson where they find Carol's journal. Dear diary. I'm going to kill this bitch. This journal is a handwritten log of Dan and Lisa's marriage. Oh my More God. specifically, every single thing Lisa was doing wrong in her marriage and as a mother. It tracks her housekeeping. When she comes and goes, it tracks 
everything. Wow. And it is detailed. I mean, it's That's like blurbs, so, like 1035. Like, like, okay, how... That's so embarrassing. Like, outside of everything else, like, take a look at your life. Like, you're obsessed with your son's marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have nothing you else have going nothing on. Else. That is so sad. That is Ugh. really sad. Right? It's desperate. They're following her around all over town. They are stalking Lisa. So they, like, they literally sit, like, while she's, like, hanging out for, like, seven hours outside of like Sean's apartment, like being like she was at Sean's apartment from this time to this time. They're following her everywhere. And I'm like, these people, I thought they worked. How are, no, I don't know how they're holding the job down. I certainly don't. No, no. Uh, Police take it as evidence. Meanwhile, Sean has also provided his own airtight alibi. He was in chat logs all day that timestamp him at his house. He also provided police with a tape that Lisa had made where she records a conversation with Dan where he admits to choking her in an argument. So everyone's alibis are airtight, except Lisa's mother swears up and down. She left messages for her daughter that day. They had been talking frequently. Lisa's mom knew that about the problems, about the right. problems and everything. So they've been talking. Lisa's mom had tried to like give her money to help her like get out, like all these things. So she was really well aware. And she's like, I know I called her. I know I left messages. And they're like, there's only two messages on the machine from Hmm. Carol. So like, hey, FBI, here's an answering machine. Like crack the code. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you you got luminol. You can figure that out. (laughs) Science. Science. And not only that, when they factor in Sean's information about when Lisa had left, they actually see that there is about a half an hour window where Dan could have done some stuff. So they're like, okay, let's wait to see what the FBI comes back with. FBI is able to prove that the answer machine was tampered with. And, and you know, so we know all this. But it's been three years have gone by. What? Police just have circumstantial evidence and gut feelings that Dan had murdered Lisa with his mother as an accomplice, but no smoking gun. <laughs> literally. The, literally. The biggest piece of evidence that they did have was the unsettling diary that Carol kept outlining their obsession with following Lisa and trying to paint her as an unfit mother. Sean had also told police that the night before she died, Lisa had made a decision to no longer wait until the bankruptcy to leave Dan, that she had had enough. Sean begged her not to say anything to Dan to wait until he went to work and just pack the kids and leave. And he is positive that she told him that day. And the combo of losing his kids plus being on the hook for child support sent him over the edge and he killed her and then went to work for his alibi while his mother staged staged her body that way is so disgusting that they would do that. Mother. Disgusting. Mother. Like. Wow. Awful. I cannot like. Right. So Dan and Carol are finally charged and convicted of first degree murder, despite a mostly circumstantial case. However, three years after that, their verdicts are overturned due to a police error. (gasps) What? They were not allowed to take that diary in the parameters of their search warrant. They were looking for the gun. They, They had no right to take that diary. So... They would have to retry the case without that. 
To avoid another trial, Lisa's parents agreed to a plea deal. Daniel agreed to plead guilty to second-degree murder and gets 23 years. Carol receives a far lesser punishment for pleading guilty to sexually violating a corpse. Ugh. She receives time served and walks free. Stop. Wow. To this day, Lisa's parents actually think Carol is the one who murdered their daughter. I wouldn't be surprised by yeah. that at all. Like yeah. That tracks for me. And yeah. Daniel, ever the dutiful son, took the rap for her. Yep. The twins are with Dan's grandparents. Pardon? With Lisa's parents granted visiting rights. And Dan is due out in 2023. And that is the unsettling family story of Dan and Carol Carlson. Woof. Woof, woof, woof. So when you're sitting (laughs) around the fire with your family. Roasting chestnuts as you do. Like you you do. Listening to hardcore Carol of the Bells. (laughs) 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 Just maybe have some some gratitude that you don't have. Let's have a little gratitude, okay? That (laughs) mother-in-law, that monster-in-law, truly. Woof. There's so much about that. And we're just like. That whole case is so so fucked up. up. And like I said, what the the mother did, because I'm positive. Yeah. It was the mother. Yeah. I don't know who killed Lisa, but I'm positive it was the mother that staged the scene to make Lisa look look that way. That That's way. For sure. And I just think that that is filthy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. So what are we watching this week? Oof. Get us out of this funk. Jesus. Oh, man. Well, um, <laughs> I have been struggling mentally. So I have just been rewatching comfort stuff. <laughs> Which of course means that I have rewatched um, The Witch and Haunting of Hill House this week. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful Fa- family fair for the holidays. Yeah, it's just real nice and cozy. Yeah, mm. talk about a, another family tale. Both of those um, quite complex family stories. But but yeah, so I've I've just been kicking it, rewatching some old shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I what have I been watching? Just, uh, oh, I finished watching Survivor. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. That's kind of where I, my my head's been. Just watch the the season's finale of Survivor, <laughs> which um, I, can't, I can't help myself. It's just, it's my show. Some people have The Bachelor. I have Survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. No shame. It's the OG. It is. It's so good. Um, I uh, had the night to myself last night, so I treated myself to sushi and Spencer. Oh, finally, finally Mm. watched. Mm. Got to say, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Mm -hmm. Uh, Were you expecting to like it more? I was expecting to like it more because I really, really liked Jackie. It's the same director that did um, Jackie with Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. There were parts of it that I did like. I did like, you know, the kind of fantasy of her uh, hallucinating Anne Boleyn and stuff like that, some of those things, and seeing the symmetry between the two. Huh. But Kristen Stewart is just Kristen Stewart playing Kristen Stewart she just as whispers a lot. 
She's very whispery in this movie, and I didn't love that choice. I, I feel like a lot of Academy bait movies are very whispery. Like I just, I feel like that's like highbrow acting to a lot of people. They're just right. like, like God, I love him, but like Daniel Day Lewis is very whispery uh, also, as well. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like, there's that vibe where you're just like, this means, this means good acting. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next auditions, guys. Whisper the Whispers. entire time. But that also led me into... So I must whisper. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Downton Abbey movie, which I mm. had realized I had not watched. And they're what? coming out with another uh, another one in the spring. Ooh, I'm excited. Exactly. Yay. So I, I finally like watched the, the movie and I was like, all right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a warm blanket. It's fine. It's fine. It's exactly that. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I didn't ask for it. And... Did I enjoy it? Sure. But they delivered it. Yes. Know. And and will I watch it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's will I watch another one? Very yeah. and just like that vibes where you're like, I didn't yeah. no one asked for this. No one but asked I for mean it. But I'm here, here I am. Here we are. So. Here we are. Exactly. <laughs> well, if you guys have stuff we should watch, stories that we want to share with the world, um, anything, reach out to us on our one stop shop of websites, mywarstatepodcast.com. And we love you guys so much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.